Welcome everybody to today's episode of Daddy No, episode number 65, day number 475 of being a stay-at-home father. So today's episode, I am solo. There's no kids. There's no children here. I'm so excited that I don't even know how to speak right now. That's what it is. No, they went with my mother for the weekend. So first time in, I don't know, two years, maybe, maybe longer than that without having kids around, and it's eerie quiet. Like, I'm not used to this. I'm used to constant noise with my children being here, and there's no noise. It's just me talking to myself, and I hear all the cracks and all the little creaks inside the wood in our house, and it's it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary, freaking myself out. Maybe I just drank too much coffee today that's probably what it is i was just like you know what i'm gonna be very busy and all the stuff that i was supposed to do i pretty much finished in like two and a half hours it's like i'm gonna clean and then i'm gonna work out and then i'm gonna write and that well the writing part i'm not done yet i'm still writing some jokes today but for the most part all the stuff that usually takes me all day i finished in under three hours so uh without children apparently you're really productive Go figure. How does that happen? Anyway, I'm sure that if I didn't have kids, I would just put vices in this time. You know, whatever it is, I'd be day drinking. Well, I'd probably have a job. I would probably, because there would be no excuse for me to stay home anymore. Now I can guilt my wife. Be like, listen, sweetie, I, I have to stay home. I have to, so, so somebody can watch our child. And then somebody needs to pick up our son from school. So, I mean, I need to do this, you know? Why pay a stranger to do this when they're so young, you know, when I could stay home and there's a, and all that's true. But, uh, the main thing, it's not, it's not love for my children. It, it's, uh, it's selfishness, selfishness and laziness that I don't want to, I'm just playing. I work at night. I do stand up, which has been going great lately. I mean, not my sets. I've been bombing horribly. No, I'm just playing. Some I have been bombing. I'm not going to lie. I have bombed on some, uh, a lot, half, but I've been trying out another new, a lot of new material, a lot of new material. Last night or the night before, that, that open mic went really well. What's usually open mics? It's uh, and it's like it. What my what other comics say do is that I just throw crap against the wall and I see what sticks. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. And they're like, no, you're supposed to write it all at home or think about it at home and then come out and have it be good. I'm like, but how do you know if it's good if you don't try it out in front of everybody? Hmm? How do you know then? Hmm? So I'm going to keep doing it my way, which might be the wrong way. But you know what? I'm hard-headed. So today's podcast is about uh, not having kids right now. Uh, I bragged a little bit about that already. Uh, we'll go up news, fast food. Uh, we'll talk about other stuff and things in Saudi Arabia and other stuff and things in Saudi Arabia. Just, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll take it one one subject at a time. That's what we'll take it as. So today marks the first day that my son is officially on summer break. Yesterday he had school and then he took off with my mom. He'll be back Saturday. But so now the whole summer I have with him and I've made a decision this summer 
that I am going to try to be, I'm going to try to be the best parent I could possibly be. Ugh, that's not what I meant. More understanding. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to hit my kids this summer. I'm not going to, not that I would hit my, my baby, she's only one, but my son, I'm not going to spank him. And a lot of people say that, man, hit your kids. I've seen that so many times. A comic who doesn't even have kids recently put out a joke on them. He's like, and it's at the top, hit your kids. I was like, ugh. So he's talking about hitting your kids. And I'm going to try to do this. Not Don't hit your kids. Love your kids. Discipline your kids, but do it out of love. You know what I mean? Like, don't do it out of anger. Don't do it because you were watching a show and they came up to you and they're like, mom, 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 or dad, dad, dad. You turn, you're like, I'm doing something. And then they yell back at you and then you smack them on the butt and you're like, go to your room. And it just start like, don't, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to consciously get away from, like he made, and this is horrible. He made me so upset because he was watching TV and he's standing in the middle of the room, and he had to go pee. That's why he got up. He goes, I got to go pee. I go, go to the restroom. And he stood up to go to the restroom, but then there was a part on the movie that he didn't want to miss, and he wanted to watch it so bad that he ended up pissing in the middle of the living room, right? And what I should have done is I should have got up, paused it for him, and said, go to the bathroom. He would have gone to the bathroom, pissed in the toilet, and then came back and watched the show instead of me having to yell at him or me not having to, but yelling at him getting mad, saying, that's it, I gave you a chance, no more TV, because that's what I do now. Now he's allowed to watch one hour of TV a day. That's what he gets, no more than one hour of TV. Also, like, one movie, so maybe a little more, an hour and a half. But he gets to watch up to one movie or two episodes. So cutting back on that TV a lot, especially this summer, we're actually getting rid of two of our TVs. We're getting rid of them, and we're going to have one TV in the house. I watch most of my stuff on my phone anyway. But <laughs> I will get because I want it to be. We're gonna get a small pool. I want to teach him how to to swim. Uh, we're gonna get him a bike. It's gonna be all about teaching him stuff. You know what I mean? Basically, being a parent, being a good parent instead of a selfish prick who just yells at his kids because they're making him angry because he can't do the stupid thing that he needs to do. Right? So everything. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that. If he does something really bad, like if he like hits his sister really hard or something like that, I might, I might spank him because grounding, it's hard. Grounding doesn't work. Grounding doesn't work with his kid. He doesn't. And a lot. Don't hit your kids. Okay, yeah. Don't. I just said that before. Don't hit your kids. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're gonna do it, do it out of love. Discipline your kids out of love. That's all I'm trying to say. All right. Spank your kids. Don't spank your kids. It makes them spoil. It doesn't make them spoil. The whole point is there'd be a lot less spankings or hittings if if we just paid attention to them. You know what I mean? Paid attention to them and, and, and try not to be so involved in our own little world, which is hard because everybody's like, well, yeah, you're a stay-at-home dad. You don't have bills to pay. Your wife is doing all of that. So you don't, have to, you don't have that daily stress. Yeah, I do have that daily stress. I'm running a company. That's the way I look at it. I am an entrepreneur. I run Funny Man Comedy Works, which is doing very well. I now produce albums. I'm producing now sketches. I've done web series in the back. I'm booking. I'm getting my comedy stuff going. So, um, yeah. Oh, anyway, I, I forgot the point that I was telling you. What happened was uh, he got me my son. He, this is one of the things that, I, that really made me open my eyes that I saw him doing is uh, he would bow up to people. Not bow up. Like he put his shoulders up. You know how somebody's going to fight you and they get real mad and they try to look bigger than they really are and they pick up their shoulders and flex a little bit like, ah, and he got mad 
at my wife and he picked up his shoulders and went, ah, and my wife corrected him real quick, like, don't you do that? Don't you ever do that? Don't you bow up to me? And he like, he stopped automatically. And I'm like, where did he get that? And I thought he made me really mad one time and I didn't mean to, I didn't bow up at him, but I did bow up ah, and I yelled and I picked up my shoulders and he took a step back and freaked out, but it was just me getting out that energy. You know, I don't, I didn't want, you know what I mean? You know, you just want to pick up your kid and throw him across the room. But you don't do it. So instead, you just kind of like shout a little bit. Uh, and my daughter thought it was hilarious. That's how little my daughter respects me. It's my one-year-old thought when I did that. Not, oh, scary daddy. She thought, ha-ha, that's hilarious. And then she starts going, ah, and bowing up herself. I'm like, oh, great. Now oh, I'm starting this. And then my son picked up on it and started doing that. So I'm just trying to correct, being conscious of what I'm doing because these kids are sponges. They pick up every little thing you do. Every, you think they're not listening. No, they're listening. They're listening to everything you do. They're watching you, and they pick up on that. So 80% of the problems that they probably have, and I'm just throwing that number. I don't know if it's 80%, but most of the problems I could say come from the parents, come from us, come from us uh, not, I don't know, they just, just doing our, being in the everyday routine, and we get kind of complacent and we don't do what we're supposed to do as parents which is not only focus on our children or or, or raise them correctly but you know we're just the day was hard towards the end of the day and you want to unwind and disconnect and you can't because until those kids go to bed they are connected they have so much energy and they absorb so much stuff that you got to you really got to watch what you say and watch what you do and this summer is going to be it's going to be exhausting it's going to be exhausting, but I feel like if this summer, if it goes the way I would like it to go, that this next coming year, we're going to have a lot less problems at school and at home than we did before, because I'm going to get him in that routine. I'm going to get him in that routine so he, so he knows how to behave at school. And it's not going to be perfect. We're going to have days that are, that are bad, but just so he knows, like, this is how I'm supposed to behave. Uh, you know, as far as, uh, Music and sports and stuff like that. Teach him as much stuff as uh, I can, because uh, he's. I try to play catch with him. He really doesn't like to play catch. He uh, he likes he likes to get the ball and then you chase him. So that's nice. But uh, I need to teach him how to play catch and riding a bike and just you know being a father, being a father and and doing as much as I can. My daughter. Uh, I mean, I feel like I I I'm paying attention more to my daughter. Maybe that's because because she's young, or maybe that's because me and her. I. I stayed with her for the shoot since the beginning of her her life, pretty much at least the past over the past year and a half, and she well she's only a year and a half old, and and me and her have a really good connection, a really good bond, and I'm trying to gain that more with my son. I mean, yes, we have the podcast together, but at the same time, like he spent all that time with his mother, and now I have to do all the undo all the damage she caused on him. No, I'm just playing. I'm just, <coughs> I'm just playing, sweetie. See. She did, like, uh, the Jedi, no, the, the, she tried to choke me, that's what it was, when I tried to say it, and she heard it, and she choked me, she's Darth Vader, Darth Vader wasn't a Jedi, he's all, you know what I mean, oh, man, uh, there's new stuff happening, new stuff, there's stuff happening around the world, and, uh, I haven't been paying attention too much to it, like, I watch very little news, before I used to watch eight, eight hours of news a day, because I was an idiot, I was an idiot, and I watched so much, and I watched from everywhere. I'm telling you the entire spectrum of news from, from far left to far right, the conspiracy, the, everything, and I was like, I'll try to formulate my own plan, or not my own plan, my own thoughts of the way it really was, but, 
man, I was wondering why I was always mad or depressed or, or whatever it was. It was because I was consuming all that news. It's like consuming fast food all the time, like eating Chick-fil-A and Whataburger and McDonald's every day and being like, why am I so fat? Why do I feel like crap all the time? Because you consume crap all the time. It's the same thing with your thoughts. If your thoughts are always about crap, then that's what you're going to feel like all the time. And so I, I stopped. I, I will talk about, though, the 350 billion dollars over the next 10 years is the i believe the deal that that trump's son-in-law i forgot that guy's name again already that trump's son-in-law uh worked out 350 billion dollars worth of weapons is what we that's the biggest arms deal period but ever 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 so uh i think it's probably going to be used for peace that's what I think. It's gonna be. It's gonna make the world much more peaceful. I'm glad Trump is uh, on this peace tour, and um, yeah, and not not peace like oh we're all gonna love each other. Like peace, like deuce. I'm out. The whole world's ending. Peace. That's the peace tour he's going out right now, and it's all gonna get destroyed. Well, I'm a Trump fan. I don't agree with that, and I don't like this podcast anymore. And blah 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 blah. I'm not saying all Trump people sound like that, but the ones that I don't like and yell at me like that, I, those are the ones that sound like that. So, yeah. So, 350 And then they touched that orb. Oh, my God. That was like conspiracy theorist wet dream. Just like, oh, yeah, there you go. New World Order. Touch that orb. Look at that. Oh, globalist. That's what that is. Oh, yeah, it's the eye of more. more I don't know the name of the eye. But the <laughs> how do you not know the name of the eye? I don't. I'm sorry. I apologize. It was in the back of my mind, but now I lost it because I drink too much and other things. So, I forgot what it is. But, yeah, watching less news now. That, that was creepy, though. If you did see that where Trump and the Saudi king and I forgot who else, and they're all touching the orb and it's glowing, it looks very, like, Illuminati-esque. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that New World Order. Like, it definitely looks like that. And a lot of people give him crap for it because, well, I mean, you deserve to get crap for that, you know? If any other leader did that, you would definitely be... Like, look at that. That's a New World Order type of stuff. Scary times. Scary times. Well, you left out that they're going to donate hundreds of millions of dollars to his daughter's, Trump's daughter. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's, uh, that's how little now I'm paying attention. Like, I look at stuff like that, and I read a little bit out of it, and I hear some opinions, and I'm like, uh, back to my kids, because I can't do anything about that. I can't do anything about that right now, so I just got to focus on what I can do, which is build my business, get funnier, get more gigs, and of course, my family, you know? That's what I, that's what I got to get back to. So it's a, it's a, in a way, it's a change, change in mindset. It's a change in mindset where I had a, a, a family member tell me, and a few other people tell me, the reason that I look into all that stuff is because I have no control in my life. So I have to read about and listen to all this other news so I feel like I have control of that. Well, in reality, I don't have any control over that. But it feels like I have control over that because I have quote-unquote knowledge. I mean, you don't really know because you're not there. But you feel like you do know because you can't control anything in your own little life. So I changed my mindset to, to be more like what can I do here and what I can control. And what I can control is... You know, what I let my kids watch and, and what I think about and what I put my energy into. That's what I can control. And then it took me a while to not only change my mindset, but to do the action. So you just can't change your mindset. That's the thing that bothers me with a lot of people that read The Secret. 
I got friends that read that and, and, and you know, the whole The Alchemist and all this other stuff, which it's great. If you believe in it, that's fine. And if, you, if you're like, you know, this, you change your mindset and you have positive thoughts and you visualize, that's great. But without any action, nothing's going to happen. Duh, of course I know that. I know you know that, but is there actual action that's happening? You know what I mean? Are you just thinking these thoughts and then half-assing the action? Because really, the only thing that the mindset is supposed to do is lead you into those actions. And then how hard you push that, whatever it is, however you, far you work, how hard you work at it, then it comes to fruition. You know what I mean? No, you don't know what I mean. Nobody knows what I mean because I don't know how to explain things because I'm dumb and I had too much caffeine today. And I, By the way, caffeine is the greatest drug ever. That's like if, somebody, if the doctor said, hey, you can't drink anymore, you know what I mean, or you can't do this anymore or whatever. If the doctor said that, I'd be like, okay. But if the doctor's like, you can't have caffeine anymore, I'd be like, I'm going to choke you, doctor. Are you out of your mind? I have children. I have things that I got to do in the morning. I wake up at 7.30, and I don't get to go to bed till 2 or 3 because I'm trying to come off the adrenaline from just coming off a stage. So I write, and I do other, you know, whatever, sketches and stuff. I have to do that. So I need caffeine in the morning. So if I didn't have caffeine in the morning, my kids would be running amok in my house, and I would be knocked out of sleep, and one of them cracked their head open, and I go to jail. You want me to go to the jail, doctor? Hmm? Is that what you want? You want me to go to jail just because you don't want me to drink caffeine anymore? Well, if you drink caffeine, uh, you're going to have a heart attack and die. So be it. Then I die from caffeine. That's not so be it. I don't know where I was going on that. But the whole thing is change your mindset and uh, work. <laughs> That's all I was trying to get across. Again, I apologize to everybody. I had too much caffeine today. And uh, apparently I uh, got everything done on time. I mean, I still got to clean the bathrooms, but, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do that later, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I might take a nap. Probably not because of all the caffeine. Oh, my God. But change your mindset. Change your mindset. The mindset will then lead into the action and then just keep going. You have to add the action to it or something else that I heard on YouTube and read in books and stuff like that that I'm not communicating correctly. You get it, right? Motivation is bullshit. That's all I'm trying to say. Motivation is BS. Uh, I heard this one lady say that. She said, motivation is bullshit. And I was just like, all right, lady. And I was going to change it, but I kept hearing her out. And she said that how you're never motivated to do the stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah, It's not motivation that you want to do the stuff that you really want to do. You know what I mean? I really want to do stand-up. I really want to do comedy. You know what I, mean? I really want to be a good dad. So I don't need the motivation to do that. It's already there. There's already a love to do that. So even when it gets hard, I'm still going to do that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give up doing that. But the stuff that you don't want to do, you know what I mean? Like I, I hate sitting down and writing for hours. It's, that's so hard for me because I'm so ADD. That's very hard for me to do to sit down and just write. It's very easy for me to go to open mics and just go off the top of my head and stuff. That's easy. But sitting down and writing, that's very hard for me. It's very hard for me to um, uh, other things. You know what I mean? Like you, the, just the stuff that you don't want to do, you have, you're not going to get motivated for. So what she said she does is she counts to five. She goes one, two, three, and as long as she does it before five, she'll get up and do it, right? It's because your body, she says, and I'm again, I'm paraphrasing, probably not doing a very good job of it, but she says that um, your body, when there's stuff that you don't want to do, your body's there to protect you or your mind's there to protect you. So if you don't want to do it, it thinks perhaps danger, that it's something bad for you. That's why you're not doing it. So then the, it builds in more that you're not going to do it. But if you do that, the count to five, you can bypass that and just start doing that. What I like about it 
is that I'll count to like, I don't even get to five. I usually get to three or four and then I'll get up and either I'll do whatever I got to do, clean or work out or sit down and write for, for a couple hours. Like I'll go and do that. But sometimes when it's just like, oh, I need to do this. You know what I mean? I need to go whatever it is. I need to go, I'll count to one, two. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it right now. So then I don't do it. But then what's great about it is I don't feel guilty after I don't feel guilty that I didn't go do whatever I was supposed to go do because I consciously made a decision not to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe that's just me. I don't know. I was on my phone. Uh, this is a horrible transition, but I was on my phone. Uh, don't you? Well, first I'll say this. Whenever, somebody, whenever you see somebody on their phone in public, you always think, look at all these Sheep, look at these sheep just staring into their phones, just always on their phone, right? You always think of that. And that person might be looking for an address. They might be uh, texting their friend where they're, uh, hey, meet me here. But you don't know that. You just assume, oh, they're just looking at Facebook or whatever. So when you're the person in public, right, I've caught a lady looking at me. I was on my phone. I looked at an email real quick. I, 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 always like, I keep my phone in my pocket most of the time. You, you hardly see me on my phone, at least I think. You hardly see me on my phone. But I, I, was, I replied to an email when I looked up. This lady was looking at me like I was like, like she was above me. You know what I mean? She was about, it was not even a, yeah, a lady. She was about my age, probably like 35, a little older than me. But she was just looking at me like, ugh, look at this stupid person just on their phone. She was looking at everybody like that. Or maybe she could have been thinking something different. But that's what I felt. Maybe it was just the guilt, the guilt of being on my phone in public. Like, I don't know why that's the one thing that shames me. Being on my phone in public and seeing people watching me on my phone, I'm like, no, I'm not a mindless sheep. I'm not always on my phone, even though at my house I am on my phone a lot. But I'm working. But in public, I don't want people to see that. So I try to keep my phone in my pocket as much as possible. I might glance at it at the time or whatever, but I don't like being – and it's doesn't matter. We're all sheep. That's what I'm trying to get across. We're all sheep. Get on your phone. Stay on your phone. Wish I could be one of those people like, I, I don't care. I'm going to be on my phone. I'm going to look at Facebook. I don't care what's happening around me, Facebook. That's the, that's, the, that's the voice in my head when I'm looking at my phone. Oh, that's great. I'm looking at Facebook. Facebook. That's why I look at Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This comedy thing, man. I love it. And uh, it's weird. How different comics get, get uh, not, crit yeah, critiqued, critiqued differently. Like, I was, I were talking about this, me and a few comedy friends, how certain words other comics can say that, I, that, that we can't, like, for example, there's some, they're not supposed to cuss as an opener at Laugh Out Loud or the River Center Comedy Club. You're not allowed to cuss. But there's certain openers that do cuss and they get away with it. I am not one of those people. And I, was, and I took it to the extreme. I was just like, man, I can't even say butthole on stage. One time, I got in trouble for saying butthole. And they're like, they're like, really? Are you serious, dude? I've said asshole. And not again, I'm just like, yeah, I couldn't even say butthole. And they're like, well, well, how did you say it, dude? What, like, they meant, what was the context? My response back, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was just like, yeah, butthole. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no wonder you can't say it. That sounds horrible. There's no T in it. You just put butt and then hole at the end. Butho. That sounds so bad. They're like, yeah, yeah, we think you should be bad. You know what? Even if you're a feature a headliner, you should never say butthole ever because it's just gross. Maybe I just paint that good of a picture in people's mind that they can imagine a butthole. So when you go home or when you're driving your cars to this, that's what I want you to just pucker in. Butthole. Why'd you have to say puckering, Josh? Because I wanted to say puckering butthole. 
All right, that's enough of that. But I can't say that. I can't, <laughs> I can't say that. Oh, man. This comedy thing, man, it's going good. It's going seven years strong. Ooh, seven years going and booking a lot of shows. Uh, you can catch me in Corpus with uh, Raul Sanchez. He's going to be headlining. George Anthony, I'll be featuring. Uh, after that, we're coming back. And then we got... We got here San Antonio. We got a, this little town by Colleen we're doing. Then I got the Valley. Uh, then we're doing this big thing in Westlaco as well on J- July 4th. So we got a bunch of shows coming up. I got a bunch of shows coming up. I'm going to be at Laugh Out Loud in River Center in July as well. So it's, it's going very well. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. My friends are asking me, they're like, dude, if you didn't, if you didn't do stand-up, what, what would you want to do? What would be... And I was just like, I don't know. I can't think of anything that I would want to do. I know what I wouldn't want to do. My friend was like, yeah, me too. I wouldn't want to be a dentist. And I was just like, oh, why? And he was like, oh, man, my pet peeve is people with, like, just gross breath and bad teeth. It's just, ugh. It's, I was like, that's your pet peeve? He's like, yeah, it's just, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that's what kept you back from being a dentist was the bad breath. Not that eight years you have to go to school it must have been the bad breath right oh my god because i mean with your associates you are on your way you're on don't you sell cell phones what the hell are you talking about i couldn't be a dentist yeah i think you could never be a dentist because you couldn't get through the eight years of school i'm gonna go with that i think that was probably your dream and you're just like no it's because of bad breath and then he started crying and i slapped him no that didn't happen but (laughs) the rest of the part happened i had to think about it the only thing that i couldn't be I believe is like a mailman. I couldn't be a mailman. Or oh, I'm sorry, a male person. I couldn't be a male. No, you can't say male either. A distributor of packages that are addressed to your residence or business. Better? That, I think that, that is inclusive to everybody now. It's like, you're an asshole. Whatever. So I could, I, just because I have a horrible sense of direction, horrible sense of direction, I don't know why, I always blame it on because I lived in a small town, and people were, I come from a town, Westlaco, it was like 50,000, I think when I was there it was like 30,000, but it was like 50,000 people in a small town, they're like, where's it at? Oh, you know, by the H-E-B, where? You know, by, by Chick-fil-A, you know, there's one Chick-fil-A in town, so everybody knows what the hell I'm talking about, right? And in a big city, you can't say that. So uh, that's what I blame it on, me being from a small town. My wife says it's just a combination of laziness and ignorance. And I'm like, okay, you could have just said that uh, I don't know how to follow directions, but I guess I'm a lazy, ignorant person. So I appreciate that, sweetie. Uh, My wife is a very caring person, you know, but she has very little patience. Well, that's what happens when you have a full-time and part-time job. Am I right? You're going and supporting your husband's dreams and then trying to raise children. Oh, man. I just hope her next husband is, you know, he supports my dreams too. That's all I hope. I'm just playing. She's not going to leave me, I hope. I really hope. But, yeah, I couldn't be a mailman. That, and I hate dropping stuff off. Like, I can't, I hate returning items. Like, if I buy something, I, I will convince my, like, let's say if I buy something from Target and it's the wrong printer cartridge or something, I'll convince myself to be like, well, you know, in the future, I might get a printer that may use this just because I don't want to take it back. That's how lazy I am. So maybe she is right. Maybe I am that lazy. She is right. That, wow. Okay. That's a realization that I'm lazy. But now I can change my mindset and then apply action to it. But motivation is BS. But as long as I have caffeine, the best drug, everything will be okay. Well, this was a confusing and, uh, and uh, whatever podcast. 
I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I apologize for my son not being here. We'll be back Saturday, and um, we're going to be doing more podcasts. Maybe we'll even do two. Maybe we'll even do two a week. Probably not. But maybe we will. Maybe we will. Man, uh, like I said, we got shows coming up. You can check it out on Funny Man Comedy Works. That's one word. Funny Man, and then Comedy Works. Um, You can check out. We have a new, uh, I know I keep saying this, uh, but you'll see new sketches. Maybe even short movies, web series and stuff. June 7th, Blair Thompson, who is going to be, I'm going to help, I'm going to produce his album. So he'll be the next uh, comedian, the next artist coming out on Funny Man Comedy Works. So his is June 7th at the Improv Comedy Club, downtown San Antonio. The show's at 8.30. Tickets are $17, so go check that out. You can hit him up at Blair Thompson 11. And then, uh, uh, yeah, so we'll be, we'll Funny Man Comics is going to be producing that uh, album coming out straight to the pros. That's what he's going to call it. So it's going to be it's going to be another great album coming out of Funny Man Comedy Works. And then of course, um, check me out at Joshua Cabasa on on Twitter, uh, or just check out Funny Man Comics, and that'll be shows that I will be doing and coming up and and uh, yeah, stuff that you can check out there or uh, check out uh, at generic at generic Raul. That's uh, Raul Sanchez. He's the one that just put out his album, I'm Funnier Than This. We're excited to see what the album sales were next month. So uh, that's going to be nice. And then another artist that's going to be coming a little bit later is George Anthony. So hit him. you can find stuff about him at GA Comic. And he's the other guy that's going to tour with us. So those, those three guys, those dudes, very funny dudes. Very, very funny guys. And uh, they say you are the people that you hang out with. Those are some funny motherfuckers. So I'm glad. Did he just say the F word? Yes. I'm, that's the only way you could describe those guys. So I'm glad I hang out with him. Um, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Everybody's just like, yeah, usually that is. But in your case, you're not as funny as them. Hey, I want funniest person in South Texas. That means something. Not really. But it does uh, financially. I made money. So that's good. But thank you guys for listening to an episode of Daddy No. And uh, tune in next week. And uh, you all have a great week. Thank you, guys. Deuce. <laughs>